0: One small example, what can happen when we do things reactively? Right mm-hmm. when we look at what she's doing, they're doing, rather than what I feel or what intuitively I feel is right. That is what I'm saying because our, our intu- we intuitively know it all. It's no no kidding. I really truly believe it that we intuitively know it all. It's not to say don't learn from other people. Absolutely, I right. myself I spend a ton of money and very happily on learning from other people and getting coached, etc. Absolutely, we need that to learn. But we shouldn't. It's not healthy to mimic or copy or simply work from the reactive right. mindset, right? Because it's never going to work. We can come to our fullness and feel our entrepreneurial potential only when it comes from within us.
1: So, Welcome to the Tribe of Leaders podcast. I'm serial entrepreneur and investor, Emmy Kirshner. And I'm known for sprinkling just a little bit of glitter throughout the streets of Philadelphia and on the stages that I speak while I help creative entrepreneurs stop struggling as the overworked admin in their business and become the CEO of their multi six and seven figure businesses. What has fascinated me over the years are the stories of success and failure that courageous entrepreneurs who have put it all on the line face as they change lives disrupt industries and become incredible leaders themselves so if you're looking for a community of engaged entrepreneurs and you'd love to get some resources and tools that can help you fast track your business i invite you to join the tribe of leaders facebook group the link is in the show notes if you want to connect with us and of course the group is free to join Oh my goodness everybody, I am so super excited to have Lenka Lutanska on the show today. Lenka is a business strategist and mindset maven, which those two put together just equals awesome sauce for me. Welcome to the show Lenka. I'm really excited to have you.
0: Thanks so much for having me, Amy. Thanks so much. Yeah,
1: that's so great. So, I'm really excited to have you share what, you know, what you do in more detail and share your leadership story. But you do a ton with energy and and really focus on the, the energy of your business and sales. Why has that made a difference for you?
0: Life taught me how much it can make a difference. My background is I've been in the business for 14 years, always loved coaching, coach trainer too. And um, six years down the line of my first business, I managed to lose it very quickly because of one business mistake, went into an unhealthy partnership, which led to two years of finding myself all over again. So going from up to absolute down, and even though I was doing all the right do's, as many entrepreneurs do, networking events, free speaking gigs, social mm-hmm. media, weekly newsletters, you name it, all that stuff. I found it incredibly hard to actually have a steady stream of clients. And one day at very random moment, I just got a message, Lenka, stop hiding. You need to come out from the spiritual closet and come as fool you into the business. Mm -hmm. And immediately in that moment, I knew, because up to that point, I was trying to fit what should be respected, businesswoman? I wanted to be taken seriously. I wanted to come across as professional. So, bringing spirituality into business, ah uh-uh. ah. Right?
1: <laughs> no way. It's like a you know, division of, right. of those two pieces of your brain. <laughs> right.
0: But I got a very, very clear message that I've got to do it. And at the same moment, I would say I got exactly the name of my next program, exactly who I'm here to, to serve, my message, everything. So anyway, to cut the story short, in the next two weeks, I had that program sold out, which was my first informal, almost online launch. And it was so easy that that made me ask questions. Why is it that it wasn't this easy before? I struggled for two solid years. And of course, that's where the beginning of merging energy or spirituality, if you like, a solid business strategy is coming from. And it just evolved over the last five years. That's what I teach now because that's, I know the power of it myself.
1: So what shifted for you? Like, what was it that enabled you to build that program in two weeks? Because I'm presuming it wasn't like a new social media or copy strategy.
0: Absolutely not. Well, in that moment, one major thing that shifted was I let go of fear of judgment, which is huge, which plays out hugely when it comes to online marketing, then visibility and serving clients, what will people think, or I will abandon my current clients, or I cannot increase my fees because blah, 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 or what will my family think, etc, etc. So I let go of that. So that was important for Mm -hmm. me letting go of that fear of judgment which of course in hindsight all fear of judgment is a self-judgment and then later on or around the same time you know what I started to do sell actually actively sell
1: the action of of, right here I have something
0: right now my timeline when exactly what happened is a little bit altogether But I had one crucial moment when I realized that, bloody hell, I got so much experience, as many of us do, so much talent, actually really good at what I do. So, you know, why is it sales up and down or no sales coming in or hoping for the sales? That day I went home and a whole day I was on the call. And I very awkwardly, it was so uncomfortable for me. I very awkwardly asked people who even vaguely expressed interest in my work. I made an invitation. I said something along the lines, I can help you to solve this problem. Would you like to explore what would it look like? And I made like 1,800 pounds that day. I knew, hello, why again? Why wasn't I selling before? Why? And why is because I was buying into the mindset that many of us entrepreneurs do, which is, oh, I don't want to be salesy. I don't want to be pushy. I don't want to come across as desperate. Again, me, 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 how I come across And essentially I considered selling or the point of sale that I'm taking away from people rather than seeing the selling for what it truly is, incredible opportunity for clients to make the changes they need. So, So that was another big shift for me that I go on and on and on about with my clients to actively sell every day and without any fear, but rather from the place of service because that's what makes businesses grow, right? We don't have shops on a high street saying we are not selling today because we don't want to be salesy or pushy. <laughs> if you're in a business, we sell and we sell the love.
1: Yeah. So as you're making this shift, what happened for your business?
0: Well, it got on what I call the extraordinary growth trajectory. So nowadays I run beautiful seven-figure business, serving clients from over 30 countries around the world. Absolutely. Just, I'm so blessed. I feel so very blessed. And my life, of course, what do you say, 180 degrees. But the journey to this has been really over the last five years, just following the intuition and making the changes in myself that helped me to create that extraordinary growth, to go from literally nothing. So initially it was around getting uh, through the fears of selling and really learning to sell with confidence, market, putting the message out there that people can actually understand and that, that you know that it can grab their minds and hearts. If it was just one thing that I did that allowed me to do this is following my intuition.
1: Yeah. How many times have you felt really strong about something and not followed that? And I'm air quoting like you shouldn't do it that way or people are gonna judge you. Like there's so I, many ways to answer. I cannot
0: that. tell you. And even though I say following my intuition, I uh, believe me I've so many times I didn't and paid for it, right? I I recall one time, I don't know how many years ago was this now, but exactly that, you get an inspired idea. Let's say this is the program or product I want to launch, introduce to the world. And I woke, not I woke up, I got this idea and I knew I want to do this for this much. I want to sell it for this much. Let's go. We're going ahead tomorrow. In the evening, I went and check what my favorite coaches are doing, you know, the people who you follow. And I found out that one of them was selling something similar for far less. So what did I do? Ooh, maybe I overcharged. If she's selling it for this much, maybe I need to sell it for same amount or maybe for less. So I slashed the price Mm -hmm. and we've done okay, you know, but it wasn't great, but we've done okay. I got an email from prospective client who was just about to sign up for my highest level package back then. And she said, you know, Lenka, I see you heavily discounted yourself. And it really puts doubt in my mind because I know you didn't charge your worth. And I really want to be coached by someone who does. And this is exactly like one small example of what can happen when we do things reactively. Right. Mm-hmm. When we look at what she's doing, they're doing rather than what I feel or what intuitively I feel is right. That is what I'm saying, because our, our intu- we intuitively know it all. It's not, no kidding. I really, truly believe it, that we intuitively know it all. It's not to say don't learn from other people. Absolutely. I right. myself, I spend a ton of money and very happily on learning from other people and getting coached, etc. Absolutely, we need that to learn. But we shouldn't, it's not healthy to mimic or copy or simply work from the reactive mindset, right? Because it's never going to work, we can come to our fullness and feel our entrepreneurial potential only when it comes from within us. So
1: yeah, I totally, totally agree. And what I try to teach my people and my clients is one, don't discount ever like add value if you're feeling uncomfortable and get used to just continually raising your rates until you're out of place. And I think a lot of that tattoo stems from just not owning the value.
0: Yeah. No, I just wanted to add or perhaps clarify from my point of view, I have no issues with discounting, Mm -hmm. but it needs to be for the right reason. Like the why I'm doing it is very important, which is the same thing as in if I ever want to discount or one of my, uh, some of my clients wants to discount because all people can't afford it. That's really the, not the right reason for discounting. That's, It's just not true. But you know, there is a place for such a thing as tripwires or right, right, oh, special uh, offers like, if if it's from the place of I'm giving opportunity and it feel abundant, not that people can't afford it. So right. I just need to add that.
1: Yeah, no, no, yes. I I totally agree. And I think from the standpoint like where my clients are at, we're at that first level. Yes.
0: You've got so much of it. I spotted so many viewpoints that, you know, if you've got to start really low and earn your way up, which I don't think is right way, or if you ever discount, you're not charging your worth which there's no black and white, right? Totally. But it's ultimately about how it is aligned with who we want to become and how we want to serve. That's the question I always try and do my best to ask ask myself, what would my higher version of myself do here?
1: Right. That's so amazing. So how for somebody who's like, oh, I get this, right? Like I see where like letting go of the judgment and the fear and everything in my conversations and that's stopping me. How do you maintain the confidence? Because I presume it wasn't like one day you just snapped your fingers and you were an amazing salesperson overnight.
0: Oh, no. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Damn right. And you know what? I think this is everyday work. For me, working on ourselves is as important as working on our business. It's a lifestyle, I would say. So I do not differentiate between... Let's say, actively selling or currently promoting one of my programs or optimizing a funnel or any of that sort, you know, the real strategic stuff or putting strategy with my any of those things. I don't distinguish between that and, let's say, journaling because my ego is shouting, hello, Lenka, you know, you can't do that or. It's too soon or you're gonna fail. So the work never ends, but it's, it's the most right? <laughs> you're right. But it's the most fulfilling work there is because mm-hmm. I truly believe that the business can never overgrow our own mind or ourselves. So right. isn't it great that as we grow our impact through our entrepreneurial venture and as we grow our income and as we change our lives as a as a result of that we're also growing as people we're so blessed so it's everyday work it's everyday work so i know i'm prepared that especially in times of when i'm growing or about to do something that can potentially grow me or or my business Believe me, I have times where my confidence is non-existent and I need to go all over through, okay. So what's happening here? So let's revisit why I wanted to do this and let's reassure that part of me that is scared, Mm -hmm. that this is safe, that ultimately nothing can go wrong. We are going to be alive even when it doesn't work out. And if a big part of me wants to do it, step forward, whatever it is, is aligned with that again. I, I use my language, higher version of myself. Right, right. Um, then the ride may be a little uncomfortable, but nothing can go wrong ultimately. So I just manage my ego mind to the point where I'm able to do take that next step. And that's what matters, I think. Yeah. Is there
1: something that you do to manage that?
0: I used a range of tools over the years. Right. I used things like mantras. Or affirmations, mm-hmm. or affirmations, powerful questions. Yeah, uh, I of course have coaches always on my side. That you know, when my mind goes crazy, oh like, hello, yeah. right. <laughs> can I moan? <laughs> so and ultimately, it's about finding better perspective, because this is how I see it. So. Um, when it comes to anything but work in business growth, we all want to grow our business, grow our impact. We have two parts or aspects of our, our mind active at all times. One is our physical program mind. So this is the represented by the left brain hemisphere. So this is what is known to us. This is the order. And we have the part of or aspects of our mind that is the source of our intuition, the higher mind, represented by right hemisphere, that is connected to really to all that is. So it's a very intelligent aspect of our mind. The thing is, what is known to us from physical point of mind, what intuition is telling us or what we want is typically completely outside of our comfort zone, typically outside of that zone of predictability. Right. So by the very nature, by the very nature, whenever we're about to grow or do something that grows us, we are going to have chatter, mind chatter. We are going to have fears coming out. We are going to have doubts and all of that stuff. But to me, what's important is to take it as a sign that I'm growing and I'm to to do something aligned with rather than, oh my goodness, it's, it's not aligned with me if I feel like this. Does it make sense? Yeah. So this is why I say I just kind of, it's almost like I disassociate myself from that program mind that I know I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm having these thoughts. This is going to be a failure. You may lose it all. What if you, nobody buys and you're going to come across as fool? I don't know. I'm just making right. it up. So I know that, number one, I'm not necessarily, if I'm thinking those thoughts, those are not true necessarily. It's just energy. And right. it's the program mind fighting for survival it wants to keep me safe. So then I just kind of... Almost like having an intelligent conversation right let's have a look at different point of views let's see what what it can bring us and why I am safe it's the type of thing I'm using through journaling or just talking in my head like crazy
1: or the most sane person you know yeah <laughs> you're like when anybody's having those thoughts, like if you're not managing that like what you're doing, then they're kind of opting out of whatever it is, like they're allowed in yeah, that right.
0: self-talk. This is exactly why we're then wondering why my business is not growing. Honestly, when we think about it, that's the only reason. Because right. I, I invite all of our listeners right now to pause for a moment and step back and ask ourselves, did I or did I not follow those intuitive ideas, those that would stretch me, those that would truly stretch me? Did I follow them or or did I back out? If we back out, that's when we hinder our growth. Mm -hmm. And it's gonna be harder next time. We make ourselves smaller. If we go through with it, that's not just opportunity for growth. We'll start to stretch our comfort zones, expand, etc. etc. That is the process. There is no magic in it. But you know, in normal business words, it's about being able to take larger and larger calculated risks it's in- incredibly important for successful yeah. entrepreneurship
1: yeah yes. i agree and I'm like i love the way you're explaining it because it sounds like we can just keep growing and growing and growing and expanding instead yes. of letting it stop us and and not showing up that's right like oh i'll just make the
0: calls tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow that's right and Amy, maybe i can share a very quick process that you know, the actual it's almost like a morning routine, if you like. That initially, I don't do it religiously anymore, but initially, I did this almost religiously, like every day, to get my mind in that zone and in that practice to be able to do that, to follow through that inspiration, etc. So, uh, the first thing is offload, literally invite your fears and doubts to come out. Okay. So, whether you do it in journaling or you do it, just close your eyes. But in the morning, let's say, you know, fears and doubts, I invited to come out. So there is nothing brewing in my mind quietly, because if it's quiet, we're not able to really deal with that. But it still affects our decisions, right. our ways of thinking, what we're able to notice, etc., etc. So fears and doubts come out. So it's offloading. And then we've got a set of statements, essentially. Now, the next step is to be able to release them. Now, sometimes it's as easy as, hey... I don't know, I may run out of money if I do this, let's just say, and I'm scared of it. Hey, I see you, the knowledge, that thought, which is just energy. I see you, I acknowledge you, and I release you because there are many, many alternative ways of thinking. Sometimes it's that simple. I see you, I acknowledge you, I release you. Sometimes we might need to have that conversation back and forth. Why this may not be true? How does my, my higher self see this? What is another healthier perspective of this? How can I assure my mind in this regard? So sometimes, yes.
1: Yeah, I can say so almost like you've got the fear or the doubt or whatever, and you're getting it out, but then shifting it so that you're like reframing it into the positive.
0: That's right. That's right. And the main thing is not to ignore or I shouldn't feel like this. I shouldn't think like this. You know, I need to think positive because it's a little bit like when we play chess right and our ego is behaving like our opponent you know it's it's it can stop us but we don't ignore our opponent we study them deeply right because more we know them more we can out trick them Otherwise, right. the ego will out-trick uh, us, right? So, so, But that's the basis. And it can be five minutes, it can be 10 minutes or whatever. But basically, the, the first bit is to, to invite those fear and doubts. They may be quietly playing in our mind to come to the surface a deal with them so we're able to release them. And then the second part of the my process is to essentially invite the energy of that which I'm here to create into my body. Meaning maybe visualization of the certain goal or intention or that successful launch or successful business or whatever it might be. So maybe visualizing it or writing about it until I feel completely connected with that emotion in my body. So until I feel fantastic in a simple word, like, yes, it's here and now it's, it's fantastic. So then when I connect emotionally with that, Then the third part of the process is to pause for as little as three minutes and uh, pose a question. What is my part in this? So this is when I'm listening for those inspired ideas, listening uh, for the intuitive ideas, as in what is my part in this? What is for me to do or maybe not to do to bring this into reality? And initially, when I would be writing it in earlier stages, sometimes I would get like zero ideas in those three minutes. Sometimes I would be writing down things that are obviously already new. Sometimes, you know, I would feel just overwhelmed. It doesn't matter. But we're basically practicing here the intuitive, opening ourselves up to intuitive guidance. And it can come, the answers may come in those three minutes or they may come in any random time of the day. It's okay. And then, of course, that's it, the morning routine. And then it's just about following through.
1: Just a little bit of discipline once you're through the morning routine.
0: That's right. So, So it's about really opening the channel of intuitive intelligence, really, that we all have and being able to being able to follow it and I just add one more thing if any of the listeners want to give this a go that being connected to the right emotion so the emotion of the intention whatever it is it's very very important because we might get what feels like intuitive ideas that is gonna give us not so good results and I'm sure that we all experience it one of those quote unquote, intuitive ideas from my past led to complete business failures, right? And it felt like, oh my goodness, this is the best thing. And the thing is because our intuitive ideas will always match our energy. So that's, it's crucially important that we do not follow through on the ideas that we get while we feel needy, broke, desperate, stuck, or in any of those lower emotions, because those ideas will typically, once we implement them, they will give us more of feeling the need and life and desperation, right? So this is why it's important to connect to the higher level emotion of that wish is fulfilled, so to speak.
1: Cool. I would love to share a little bit about your book, because it sounds super cool, and it's Energetic Marketing and Selling. How did you come up with I guess the idea for it, I mean, obviously it's part of what you teach. Yes. And then where can everybody find it too? Sure. Energetic Selling and Marketing. I wrote the book,
0: not last year, the year before. And it it just naturally, it had to be written. (laughs) It came to the point where I just had to write it because I use it with clients over and over again with phenomenal results. These are the principles that truly helped me. And it's uh, really a book about how to use our personal energy to create external growth in our business and how to use it in all aspects in our business. So in selling, marketing, but also other areas such as financial management, etc. And personal energy is, um, I don't consider it to be nothing magical. It's simply... Uh, a set of our values and beliefs, who we consider ourselves to be. And that's what emanates from within us. That's what our energy introduces us even before we speak, right? Right. When when you walk into the room, you're just naturally attracted to some people and naturally you're not to others. And it, it works same in business. So when we talk to, let's say, prospective clients, we will say some things via our words, but we say everything for our energy. So that's what the book is about. It shares the principles of energetic selling and how to use our personal energy to really maximize the sales and marketing and enjoy the business growth without doing so much. And at the same time, I share the breakthroughs on my own journey what made a real difference.
1: Yes. Cool. Absolute value. So definite must read. Where can people get it?
0: It's available on Amazon, but it's best thing to go to my website, lankalutonska.com, because on that website, I've got a little form. There is a book page and I've got a little form. So once you get buy it from Amazon, you can submit, you know, just fill in your details, but you'll get a couple of uh, fabulous bonus courses with it. So awesome. best to go through there. Yes.
1: Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, we'll get the links hooked up in the show notes too. So people can just click the link and get to it. I'm curious, just, I know we're almost out of time and I feel like I could chat with you all day. But, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, how has your business grown? Like, once you tapped into the energy of selling and marketing, right, from a leadership place, like, how have you been able to make more impact and what's, what's been really important for you?
0: So, in my own words, I would say always start, I always start with expanding my energy. So, until I feel that this is inevitability it's like the next logical step i can go from let's say multiple six-figure business to seven-figure impact on the world a year it's it's not about just i can but it's an inevitability so first it starts in mind i would say and again out of those i will start asking myself where do i need to make changes on myself sure as a leader as a, as a coach as a business entrepreneur but also strategic changes. So it's such an ebb and flow. So what changed over the years was, was, for instance, how I hire, that changed dramatically. What changed was, let's say, even my entire visibility strategy, that changed dramatically, you know, from where I started to where I'm now. But all these adjustments as I go, how I serve clients, changed dramatically. So the container, the capacity container, et cetera, the the, the offerings changed dramatically. So, but that comes with almost like the each level of growth, right? Because what's, what would work beautifully at some level will just not at a higher level. So it constantly changes; it's constantly evolving. So I'm always looking out for things such as market positioning. So this is what is my message to the world: Is it still aligned with my highest level of leadership or with where I'm going? So market positioning and with that the visual branding. Always looking out at the core products and what is the capacity actually let's say if someone wants to make multiple seven figures actually do the maths can you make seven figures on the products or servicing you're offering without getting exhausted or the products might change so capacity container that's what i'm looking at and increasing that capacity uh, to serve and as such receive as well Then always optimizing marketing channels with that, optimizing the teams, (laughs) Uh, you know, it's a strategic, but it always comes from, from energy. I I believe that makes it way more powerful because, and this is might be the last thing I may share in the early stages. And I'm sure I'm not the only one, but oh my goodness, I wasted so much money and quote unquote wasted so much money on hiring quote unquote wrong people. Right. All right. Or making so many hiring mistakes that I could probably buy a house for it just for the money I spent on that, right? Been there. Been that. right? So, but I identify why was that. Every time I hired from place of, oh, I don't have this and I need somebody to come and fix this, mm-hmm. yes? So anytime I hired from this energy, it just didn't work out because yeah. guess what? People will bring onto our teams, people we outsource to, or our coaches, et cetera, et cetera. They cannot fix anything that purely going to amplify what we already have. Yeah. Amplify what we already have. So once I identified it and started to attend the energy first, then hire, the whole game changed.
1: Yeah. I hired a VA solely because I'm like, oh my God, she could just take this stuff and I don't have to deal with it and she'll fix it. And it was not a good experience. And nothing against her either. Like it wasn't absolutely This is not the to in the energy. And once I realized that, I was like, wow. You know, and, yes. and like who I have now is fantastic. Right. It is that like being in that lack energy yeah. doesn't attract anything that's gonna help you grow. That's right. Yeah. This has been so super cool. Thank you so much. Share with everybody where they can connect with you.
0: Well, probably the best place to connect with me is I have got Facebook group with over 10,000 entrepreneurs, freaking amazing women. Gentlemen are welcome, but it's called freaking <laughs> amazing women. So that's where I interact a lot with people. And other than that, I have a website, com And of course, book, Energetic Selling and Marketing available on Amazon.
1: Okay. Awesome. Well, we'll get all those links in the show notes. And as I said, thank you so much. This has been just an amazing, amazing time. Thank and you. I love what you're sharing aligns with what I teach and what I believe so much.
0: I absolutely loved our conversation, and thank you. And thank you to okay. all the listeners. Thank you for the work you're doing in the world. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. Thank you so much for being a listener of the Tribe of Leaders podcast. I am so grateful for each and every episode that you tune in and listen to, and I hope that you get a ton of value that you can implement starting today. And I do have just a quick favor. If you wouldn't mind hopping on to wherever it is that you listen to podcasts and leave us a rating and review, it would help us tremendously so that the Tribe of Leaders podcast can be found more easily and help inspire other entrepreneurial leaders we yeah. yeah.